welcome back to the New York Gun Guys podcast. My name is John. My name's Taylor. This is re- is this really loud for you? No. You sure? Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, this yeah. is the New York Gun Guys podcast. I thought that was really fucking loud. I mean, I was very <laughs> animated when I said that, but... I just feel like... Look, it looks like this shit's clipping oh, all man. over the place. Well, I'll try, I'll try and tone it down a little no, bit. No, I'm talking about me. I oh. feel like I was really loud. Yeah. No, you're all right. right. Well, uh, anyway. this is the New York Gun Guys podcast. We are a gun podcast for uh, New York State residents. Um, we are obviously pro Second Amendment. Very pro. Uh, I saw somebody left a review on like the Apple Podcast. They said like it's really nice to have a pro Second Amendment podcast. I'm like, I mean, there are out there, but I think for New York specifically, there's not really anything for New York specific. Yeah. And sometimes, John, I, I've been getting some feedback, and people are saying, "Oh, you don't talk about upstate," or I'm like. Well, we don't really know a lot about upstate, but we try to speak about New York on the whole and where yeah. we live down yeah. on Long Island. That's really what we know. I don't know the names of certain gun stores upstate yeah. or in certain regions. But what do they want us to talk about? I mean, t- right. have them reach out. Say, if, if someone's going to reach out to you and ask and say, you don't talk about upstate, okay, well, tell us what you want to talk about. Right. Tell us about your experience and we can do some right. research. Maybe give us a shout out it. on a gun store that you like or share it to the Facebook page. You know, say, hey, this business up in Albany always treats me really good. You know, There's and, no reason why we can't, I mean... Within reason, if it's close, we could take a trip up to a gun shop upstate and just like reach out to them beforehand. Say, hey, (laughs) we're a gun podcast. We want to come up, take a look at your shop. We've gotten some feedback on it, positive feedback. But we're not going to go to a place and be like, people say you're a dick. No, no, I mean, we're not going (laughs) to. No, we're not going to go to those. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so let us know if anybody wants anything. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook. It's going to be NY Gun Guys, all one word. Um, Check out the previous episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, right. anywhere you can find podcasts. Right. NY Gun Guys, all one word. Also, still a shout out to our people listening overseas in the UK. Yeah, um, there's uh, there's like one guy, I think. Yeah. Maybe a couple. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I love that he listens, man. I, I mean, know. it's cool. Yeah. It's very cool that he listens. And, so uh, don't worry. We got some cool bolt stuff, bolt gun stuff coming up in the future. Yeah, what we want to do um, is we want to do a few different episodes on a few different bolt action rifles right we'll give them a shout out on there but i think uh, we could give each like our last episode was on the ak i think we can give each episode uh each gun it's its own attention on a particular episode i mean like for example when we talk about mosins oh man yeah i was a little tongue-tied with tongue-tied with the ak one just i mean i was forgetting guns and you know i mean because i just get like super into it and there's just so many but um and kind of something you know i have like little notes here and there but sometimes I, i just do a lot of stuff off the cuff and um you know, when you're thinking and talking and doing things, you know, I mean, I guess I could be a little more structured, but you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's just John and I just sitting here shooting the shit like we normally would before yeah, a podcast. Pretty much, we're pretty much just recording our normal conversations. But yeah. uh, Taylor, let's let's talk about what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about buying guns online. Right. Yeah. All right. Buying cool, guns online. I have never purchased a gun online. Okay. And I'm kind of curious how that works, what I have to do. Right. Because as we kind of mentioned in the AK episode, I want to buy some of those Chinese uh, Tucker Ups, yeah, yeah, um, and that's going to be an online. Hopefully, purchase. they're still available. I mean, I hope you check recently. They might not be available anymore. Well, whatever. I'll still find something to buy. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm getting married um, soon, so a lot of our money's going toward that. Ooh, and then yeah. after that, though, mm, we'll you know, see. But <laughs> um, I might have to accidentally buy a gun like you. I mean, listen, if for those who are listening, it worked. I did technically act not accidentally. No, you didn't accidentally buy anything. And the fact that you are you use that as an excuse just it kills Listen, me on the inside. The fact is, I was honest with my spouse. And How was that honest? You said you accidentally because I wasn't even going to tell her originally. 
Wait, so, so your <laughs> so your excuse for being honest was you weren't gonna tell her, and so therefore you lied. No, I didn't lie because you know it wasn't like, I mean maybe accident is the wrong word, but uh, unintentionally bought. That's that's a better way to, to even phrase that it. doesn't make any fucking sense. I mean, because I didn't technically intend to buy it. I just yeah. wanted to see what it was going for. And then no. my bid happened to be the high bid. And I told myself, well, somebody outbids <laughs> me bid. here. If somebody outbids no. me here, I'm not going to bid over it. But then nobody did. So I got yeah, the gun. Yeah, well, you bid the highest. And then, therefore, you won the gun. There's nothing. There's no accident around Listen, that. Let me, I was let me explain honest. to you what an accidental purchase is, all right? You accidentally clicked a button. You, you clicked the wrong button. That's an accident. And there was nothing you could do about Listen, it. For those who are listening out there, no, tell your spouses nope. next time you buy a gun that you accidentally bought it. You can't <laughs> do anything about it. Absolutely ridiculous. And, um, this it's, is it's, not it's a work. worthwhile investment. And um, listen, just be honest with your spouses. Yeah, just be honest. Lie. <laughs> just be honest. Lie. <laughs> just be honest. Joe here's Biden, twenty twenty. Just be honest. Lie. Here's what you want to do, <laughs> Democrats? You, you, be, you just want to be honest and make up a reason why. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, enough fucking around. Um, all right. So your, buying a gun online nonsense. Yeah. Ha, well, yeah. This is not how to accidentally buy a gun online. This is to actually how to consciously buy a gun online. <sighs> okay. So buying a gun online, a lot of uh, politicians, <laughs> you know, so on ridiculous. the anti-gun side, want you to think that buying a gun online is somehow a loophole and that you could just do it like Amazon and it'll be to your door in two days. Um, I wish. Yeah, it's not the case. In most cases, there's, you can in some cases, but. Um, listen, buying a gun online is a very vague term. You could use the internet to find a gun to buy, yeah. or you could actually purchase it over the internet. Yeah. There's sites like classified sites or sites on forums, uh, sections on forums that right. people post up guns for sale. Yeah. And you're using the internet as a as the classified section of like a newspaper. You're using the internet to facilitate the finding of a weapon right. or a gun, not but not necessarily not the purchase. The intermediate intermediary right. to make the purchase. So. And basically what this comes down to is interstate commerce laws, um, especially on a federal level. Well, only, solely on a federal level. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just say, John, I am perusing and a, a certain website has a sale. Let's just say uh, handguns are a little different because the process is the same to get the gun into the state, but then what you have to do the legwork on, you know, getting if you if you're non-Leo or you have to, you know, either show your concealed permit or go get a purchase permit from your issuing county and you know, all that that's very locality dependent. But the yeah, process but I mean that's the, the same process as is if still you, the same. That's the same if as if you bought it just at a gun shop. Right. But the actual purchasing online. Purchasing online. Okay. So basically, um I'm going to give you an example. Of, um, the guns that I buy really generally come from auction sites like Gun Broker. That's the yeah. big one. I'm going to start there, and then we can move on to actual business and commercial sites, sure. let's just say. So Gun Broker, let's just say I put, place a bid on a gun. And you have to read the terms of what the gun is. First of all, make sure it's legal in New York State. Yeah. That's the big one. Cause, and also read the terms of wherever you're buying it from, because some places won't ship to New York. Right. Some, especially on auction websites, they won't deal with New York, California, yeah. Maryland, Massachusetts, because they don't want the liability. Yeah. Even though the gun is legal, I've had it right. where I've had to tell a seller, hey, no, you can ship a gun as an individual to an FFL, you don't have to go through another FFL. No, uh, as per the whatever, whatever. It's like, okay, whatever. I'm not going to argue with the seller. Right. It's his yeah. thing. So, And but, and you've mentioned to me if like you're LEO or something right. like that, reach out to a seller Beforehand. and say, hey, well, you could bid on it and then or bid well, on it. Well, no, I always, I always tell people, we're getting ahead, but basically yeah. like let's just say John is a... John is a LEO in New York, law enforcement officer. He sees an AK-47 on Gunbroker, right? He reaches out before placing a bid saying, hey, 
just to let you know, I am in New York, but I'm a law enforcement officer. I'm exempt from, uh, you know, the assault weapons laws here. I could, you know, provide copy of my, you know, credentials, mm. you know, redacted somehow. Right. Whatever. And I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of times, are just like, okay, whatever. Right. Sometimes people are just like, no, I don't even want to deal with New York. Yeah. And that's a seller's option. Yeah, so, so it makes sense. I guess you're going to want to reach out before. Right. Before you place sure a bid, because a bid. with talk with working with you. Right. Because a bid is a con is a contract. It's yeah. for you to buy the gun. So right. before you even place a bid, find out if it's legal for you to own and just inform the seller, hey, I'm in New York. I'm exempt from these laws. Uh, I could show you some sort of credentials. Uh, here's a picture of my, my card. You could call somebody if you want. Um, so do that. Do the legwork ahead of time. But yeah. let's just say you're on GunBroker and you see... A an SKS, perfect example, great right. New York legal gun. I I know I always talk about SKS a lot, no, but it, well, it really fine. is like one of the best yeah. New York legal guns. Yeah, no doubt. Honestly. Right, right. Um, so you know it's New York compliant. Read the terms of the auction. Um, you know they'll ship to New York. Okay, cool. You place a bid. You win. Sometimes the seller has the option to pay by credit card through gun broker or whatever auction site you use. Sometimes you have to actually mail them a money order. Okay, which you have to go to a post office. I know, kind of antiquated. Get a money order, write it out, I mean, put it in the you can mail. Get it at a bank too. Yeah, bank. But usually, USPS money order is like the most guaranteed, hundred percent, because you could cash it everywhere. Like for example, if you bank at Citibank, and the person in Wyoming, there's no Citibank. A USPS is generally yeah. like the overarching, universally accepted, because there's always a post office in every town. Sure. Um, so you know, let's just say you win. Con- the guy contacts you. Hey, um, send payment and FFL information to. Here's my address. Whatever. Um, let's just say, like I said, on gun broker, sometimes you could check out through the gun broker transaction. Sometimes there's a credit card fee, 3%. Um, other times you could send the guy a money order and everything's cool. Yeah. Now, the big thing is what he needs is payment, obviously, for the gun. Right. And your FFL information. So let me ask you this. Yes. You're sending payment before the gun has actually been shipped. Yes. A little sketchy. Especially sometimes. you're talking about a check. Well, this is where things like, for example, if you're... Buying from a, a place like Gunbroker, for example, or buying through Gunbroker, like it's kind of like eBay, where they have yeah. certain buyer protections. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're buying from an auction house, that's an established auction house. It's not. So, what are the protections that Gunbroker offer to um, you? Gen- well, generally with Gunbroker, if for example, um, you know the guy doesn't ship the gun, you, you know you're right. going to get your money back. Okay. Um, you have to provide proof that you sent him money. You have. Yeah. To, that's why when if you send a USPS receipt, uh, money order, there's a receipt that comes that you could right. detach from the top of that. Right. You write down who you sent it to and has you know, do your legwork. The guy's also ratings on Gunbroker. Look at his ratings. Look at his reviews. It's very right. much like eBay in the sense right. that if he's if he's got you know thousands of transactions, you know it's a reputable guy. Yeah. Um. So do your homework ahead of time. Look into it, just like any online purchase. Like, let's just say, for example, you're meeting up with a guy off of, um, you know, arms list, a cl- online classified. Um, if he's asking you, if he's local and he's asking you to send a money order, it's a scam. Don't do it. You mm-hmm. know, use your kind of common sense on that. People get scammed all the time. But if it's a local yeah. guy asked to meet up, cash. Or, you know, because, I mean, cash is honestly the best option for local. You don't want to buy a money order if you could just give the guy cash. Um but buying a gun online, like I said, um, getting back to gun broker. So you want the gun. The guy asks for payment and FFL information. You have to find a, a FFL, a federal firearms licensee local to you that will facilitate the transfer and receive that from this person, then transfer to you. Right. 
Um, they charge a fee for the service anywhere on, on the area that we're in on Long Island. It's like $30 typically, sometimes 40 Some places charge 50 or Shop or around higher. because some places will try and scam you. Right. Or, you know, triple the transfer price. Also, some yeah, places won't really. transfer you a firearm if it's something that they could sell you themselves or order right. for you. Right. Um, so if, if you're looking for something new, honestly, a lot of times ask around locally. Um, if you're looking for a new gun, sometimes the price with shipping and transfer is is almost the same as buying it locally, so support the local gun. Yeah, it might be like $50 or $100 right. more. It might just be worth if it If it's to buy anything it. less than $100 like that you're going to save, it's not fucking worth it. Yeah. It really isn't. Um, I mostly deal in used surplus guns, so this is where I'm coming from, but this applies to new guns as well. Um, some places don't have the stigma of not transferring new guns to you if they could sell it to you because, hey, we're still getting money on the back end. It's, you know, we don't have to carry inventory. We're just doing a service for you. So yeah. some places are very for it. Other places are, we would rather you buy it here, which I completely understand. So shop around locally, see what's local before you go online because sometimes you can find a good deal. But this episode is online. Right. So this is what we're focusing on. Right. Um, so the guy is going to ask for payment and FFL information. So you go to your FFL, you call them and say, hey, I just bought a gun on a gun broker. Um, I need to send this guy the FFL information. What, what, you know, how do we go about it? Some places, they won't, they won't give you a copy of their FFL to send to him. Sometimes they ask for the information and then they'll send it to him. Because when you mail a gun, um, it's still up in the air. But generally, when you mail a gun, you need to have a copy of the FFL that the gun is going to. So that way you could show this is going to a licensee holder. Because, again, interstate commerce clauses are a weird thing. Yeah. Um, so you get that information. And then sometimes the, the FFL will, won't give you a copy and they'll have to send it to them. Or there's an FFL easy, there's a, a lookup a website where you can look up uh, if this person has a valid FFL. They'll give you like the last four numbers and the first three numbers. I think it's FFL Easy Check. And it'll show, oh, this is a valid FFL at this address. Yeah. Um, so you could look that up. Um, I've had it where, like I said, I bought a gun from somebody online through GunBroker, and um, I called a place, and they won't accept a transfer from a private individual. They have they will only accept a transfer from another FFL, which is a policy. It's not law. In New York, you can get an, a gun shipped into New York to an FFL from a private individual. Right. The only thing that the private individual has to provide is the copy of the driver's license with their name, where they are, you know, so that way they, the FFL can log it in their book as who the gun who belonged to. From, right. Exactly. Um, again, it's policy, not law. Certain gun shops won't do it. Some will. Um, so, but if you're getting it shipped from a business that has an FFL, you don't have to worry about that. So basically, backtracking a little bit to recap, buy the gun, get the guy payment, Get him FFL information. He's going to box up the gun, mail it to you. Guns have to, handguns have to be shipped um, overnight or second day air. Just they can't be shipped ground. Guns generally ship ground. Uh, rifles, long arms. I mean, long guns. Um, handguns are a little different. You can't ship handguns to the USPS. Um, you have to use a third-party carrier. Rifles, shotguns, you can ship through the USPS. Same thing with um, you know FedEx, UPS. Why is that? Um, because handguns are federally federally regulated, different than than rifles and shotguns. Okay. Again, in interstate, there's laws with interstate commerce um, that come into play. Uh, it's so fucking dumb. It really is. <laughs> but um, look, always, I I, could, I can't get into every carrier's regulations, but look up the regs. Look up 
what you need to know. Call them. Just say, hey, I need to ship a firearm. It's a long gun or it's a handgun. Yeah. What do I need to provide? How do I need to package it, et cetera? Um, we're just giving you the basic overviews of what you need to do to buy a gun through the internet. So the guy ships the gun. He should provide you tracking. You track it. Gun is delivered to the FFL. The FFL then calls you and says, hey, Taylor, your, uh, your K98 is here. Come in and pick it up. Okay, so when you get to the store, it's just like any other gun transaction like we've described in the past. They give you the gun. Look it over. Look it over. If it's Don't do the 4473. Don't accept the gun until you're satisfied with it. Is it as described? Is all the pieces there? Is the gun damaged in shipping? Is the gun, you know, complete? So if the gun is fine and 100% good to go, you do the background check, and then you pay them for their service, and then you walk out the door. And this happened to you, right? Well, yeah. In a previous episode, I told a story about how the guy forgot to put the bolt in the gun. Right. I didn't leave the gun store until I spoke to the seller, yep. and he, and we got it rectified. Yeah. And then I did the transfer because he was going to mail me the bolt separately. Right. Uh, a lot of times, guns are damaged in shipping, and a lot of times, you could refuse the shipment and send it back. The seller might, you know, you have to work it out with the seller. You have to call, contact the seller. Don't accept. The gun can stay at the gun store. It's not going to go anywhere. It's in his logbook. Right. It's legally there. Call, contact the seller. Hey, the, the gun was cracked during shipping. Um, you know, did I pay for insurance or what's what's covered? Will you take the gun back? You know, mm. am I out this money? Yeah, and I'm sure you can contact gun broker in regard to things like that as well. Yeah, it's always sometimes a good idea to buy insurance on yeah. a firearm, especially if you're spending like over $1,000 on a gun. I mean, how much could the insurance possibly be? I don't know. Not it, much. It's based on like how much it is. Right. The declared value of yeah. the, the goods in the package. Right. I always get insurance on my guns just because I don't want to have to deal with the hassle of, oh, this stock is cracked. Right. Great. Now I have to pay to get it fixed to find a replacement stock or if right. it's one of a kind, like on my SKS, that the, the Weapon of War SKS. Right, then what do you do? That stock's, yeah, it's you know, <laughs> right. there's not a lot of them out there. Right. And that's part of the gun. That's what makes the gun so valuable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you do your 4473, you pay the guy for his transfer services and you walk out. Um, <laughs> buying a new gun online, like I said, is very is the similar process, except it comes from a, an FFL to your FFL. The process is the yeah. same. You have to find an FFL to transfer it and then, do your background check. You do the background check at the place in the state of residence. That's yeah. the big thing. So they can't do a background check on you in Wyoming if you're a New York resident receiving the gun in New York. I think sometimes it would actually be kind of easier, and I know this kind of sounds weird, is if let's just say I buy a gun from a gun shop in Wyoming, obviously I'm not there in person to buy the gun. That's the only problem to this, but they run your information and then they yeah. mail the gun to you. Right. And then that's that. But obviously they can't yeah. verify. They well, can't that's see the you. Thing. Yeah, they don't know it's you, which is I think why they um, don't just have the, um, like if you were buying from an online gun shop, why they can't just run the background check I on know. you because you're not there. You could be anybody. I, I could know. be buying it with your credentials. I know. So, I know. Yeah, I, I get it's, it. I, in an ideal it's, world, I think it's that's how almost, it works. Yeah, it's almost like a necessary evil, I guess. I know. But, but again, it sometimes in some places people get taken advantage of with transfer fees, and yeah, you know, some some again, I don't run a gun business. I don't know what it's like. Some gun stores say it takes up a lot of time. It takes up a, a person to do that, and you know, it takes away from people actually buying guns in the store. And sure. I get that to some degree, depending on how busy the store is. And yeah, the, but honestly. As an FFL, this is a service that you really should provide as a federal firearms licensee yeah. to facilitate the transfer of legally and lawfully owned firearms. There are... Um, and you know what? Honestly, just sorry to interrupt. Yeah. A lot of times you do it on a computer. So the guy literally, they have to log it in their book You know, when it comes in. Um, and then you do your background check on the computer. 
So yeah. you're not even like when I go to my local gun shop, by the time I come in, the gun's already logged in. And I mean, honestly, I don't know how long that takes, but I can't imagine very long to write it's out some information. It's got to be like 15 minutes yeah, to make 15 a copy minutes. of an ID, yeah. write it in the book. I mean, when I buy my guns from um, Atlantic Tactical, it takes, I mean, it's, I guess it's a little different. I'm right. buying a physical gun that's there already. It takes like, you know, they'll uh, they'll say, all right, you, you know, you're going to you're gonna buy the gun. They right. walk over, they, they have a computer there. Right. So we do the background check on the computer. Right. While I'm typing everything in, they're doing the they're making photocopies of credentials and stuff like that. Yeah. By the time I'm done, they submitted everything and they're like, "All right, now we just got to wait." I mean, it takes so like ten minutes. It does take one dedicated person to do that. So as yeah, a business owner, you have to say, "Okay, I need one guy to do transfers." Sure. You know, maybe hire a young guy who wants to get into the business, who wants to start, you know, and learn the ropes. That could mm. be how he gets into that. Do yeah, I don't know how learn complicated it is for a gun shop to do it. But some places really just solely do transfers. Yeah, like some, I was, I, that's what I was going to say before, yeah. is that there are places that just do transfers that you right. could just, I mean, hardware stores that yeah. just do transfers. Oh, yeah, it's and great. obviously that they're going to be more than happy to do a transfer for you. Right. Pretty affordable, right? Yeah, that's how I got my M1 Garens uh, yeah. locally through a, a guy that has a hardware store that also has an FFL because he's a gun enthusiast and he wants to, you know, facilitate the arming of people. Yeah, it's <laughs> probably just easy for him. Right. Easy, it's just easy side money. Bucks, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, and it's a legal business. Yeah. Now, buying... So, like, you bought a gun from an auction site. Everything goes smooth. Awesome. Let's just say you want to buy a gun from, like I said, a, a an FFL that runs their business online. Yeah. Um, the same thing applies. You still have to get them payment. You still... Which you could, you know, add to cart, check out, put in your information. And then normally, the, the sale isn't done until they verify your FFL information. Sure. So, sometimes they already have an FFL on file in your area. And all you have to do is select it. And then they ship it. And they already have a business relationship. Now, do you have to tell the FFL, hey, there's a gun yes. coming? I okay. always do. Um, so, because... Gun, well, do you have to? Well... I mean, it's good manners to do so. But is that something that you're, you have to do? Well, I always... I, I would say yes. And I don't know if there's a law about it, but let's just say, for example, the seller doesn't put a name or doesn't put their information in the box. Yeah. And now there's a gun that just showed up that they have no idea what it is. Well, I can and they understand. can't log it into their yeah. book. Hmm. I can and, understand coming from a gun broker, but I mean, coming from like an already, like, you know, I a mean, gun shop that has. I guess you don't have to, but I yeah. always just do as a heads up just to say, hey, I just bought this gun from Classic. Yeah. Um, I'm using you as an FFL. To transfer it, just wanted to give you a heads up. It should be there in like three days. Okay, um, you know, Taylor, we'll let you know when it gets here. Perfect. Right. All right. All right, cool. Um, but again, like I said, there's some steps that you have to do ahead of time to make sure that you can own the gun, make sure that the place will transfer it to you. Like if you buy a Glock online, like I said, some places won't transfer it if they could if sell it to you locally. So mm. if you buy a Glock and ship yeah. it to that place and they won't transfer it to you because of their store policies, yeah. you have to then pay the return shipping and a restocking fee in the place that you hmm. always do. It's like so 15%. Yeah, so that's why shit. I always say yeah, and, ahead of time. And some gun shops reach out because some gun shops just don't do transfers. Yeah. Atlantic Tactical, for example, they don't do transfers, I ask, and they right. don't do them because they don't have the space to be able to keep the guns. Right. I don't know how true that is aside from maybe the fact that they just, they'd rather sell you the gun. I think that's more so what it is. Yeah. Um, or but they can maybe get you the gun through a distributor. And it's possible. It's possible. Um, I went in there and I asked them. I was like, hey, do you guys do transfers? No, we don't. We don't have the space for it. Okay, no problem. Yeah, because they didn't say, they'll like, probably have every you know weird, odd gun sent to them, and they only want to deal with law enforcement. So, you know. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's they could do it just for right. LEO. Right. They but, uh, you know, they might. It's probably a store policy. It's I mean, yeah, it's definitely a store right. policy, but. 
you know, they, they really don't have a huge amount of space there. If, right. I, don't, you, I don't know. Have you ever been in there? Uh, no, but I've been, into, have, I've been into the store that that place used to occupy. It used yeah, to be they American have like Outdoor. Yeah, they have like a little vault off to yeah. the left-hand side. Yeah, so it's, I mean, you know, they do have a lot of handguns there. They have different varieties of handguns. i with yeah. you one day. Yeah, you should. I mean, the guys there are awesome. Yeah, I just it's unfortunate that, that can't you can't anything purchase anything there. there. You can purchase things there I know, if like you're like, a, if you if if you're like a volunteer firefighter EMT, right. in theory, I guess you could become a volunteer firefighter and then if yeah. you have you could buy rifles there, right? If you're, you know. Yeah, if you're an emergency But responder, they really have like everything. they don't have civilian compliant. Nah. It's not their business. There. Yeah. So they're, they're, yeah. I mean, if anyone's near, if anyone's a Leo and they're near an Atlantic Tactical, go check them out. They're really good guys, um, especially the guys in Farmingdale. Obviously, those are the guys who I deal, who with. I deal with. I can't speak for, for Everyone, anywhere else, yeah. but uh, the, those those guys are pretty good. They they You could tell they, they kind of give a shit about you. Right. you know? Now, one thing I, the next topic I want to address on buying guns online is, like I said in the intro, the stigma or the... Um, you know, the propaganda that anti-gun people say, we need to stop the online sales of firearms and ammunition. Yeah. Okay. The internet facilitates a sale. Local and state laws can dictate what you can and can't receive legally. Yeah. Um, if you want to send a gun in the mail to somebody and break federal law, you're going to break the law. Yeah. If you, in New York, for example, with ammunition, you know, they were supposed to set up an ammunition background check database uh, system and they didn't and um, you know people companies still won't ship ammo to New York some do some, most don't mm-hmm. um, so again if they want to write these laws and then put try to put systems in place and then they can't they need to reverse the laws yeah what it really comes down to is now is this law subject to being followed even though there's no way to actually follow the law you know as far as the ammunition sale having to basically you right. know, they. I think they reversed the decision on that. By the way, I don't think they. I don't because think, some companies do. Like if you go to uh, yeah, Target Sports some, USA, but some don't. There's still. a letter that they have. Right, some don't because they don't want to deal with the pending litigation that New York might throw down on them. Hmm. If there's some small company that just sells ammo, they don't want to deal with the government. You know, yeah. they're like, listen, sorry, New York, we got other things we got to worry about. Yeah. And that's kind of fucked up, but hey, I can't blame them. Um, no, I don't blame them either. I'm just right. saying that there's got to be. I don't know what what was the letter you were talking about on Target Sports USA. There was a letter that they basically was like a like a an explanation as to why they still ship ammo to New York. Basically, they said because the law was put in place, but then there was no system to put in place, and then this judge said that they could do it, and then so I'm 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 going off memory. I think John's looking it up real quick. I'll see if I can find it. Yeah, if see I can, if you I can, can find it. Um, but basically, because like I said, there was there was a law put in place. There was supposed to be a system put in place. They couldn't get the system put in place, and then the judge ruled, well, if you don't have the system put in place, then the law can't be enforced. So then that's why they still ship to New York. Other places just don't because they don't want to deal with New York's BS and possible you know, lawsuits and whatever. Attorney generals like to get a little uh, you know, crazy with lawsuits and telling companies in different states what they can and can't do. And a lot of these companies should just get, say, go screw. Like, we're not in your jurisdiction. Like, we're in a different state. We abide by different laws basically go fuck yourself <laughs> in another right. in another word in a, you know in other words but um you know these politicians want to quote ban the online sale of firearms and to people who don't know how it works it's like oh man people are just buying guns online like it's amazon there was a story out in california when all this pandemic hit people were like oh i'm just gonna go buy a gun online and then they realized they can't do it like they buy something on amazon they're like wait what like i thought you could buy guns online right it's a whole process it's yeah. not 
as easy as one might think. And sometimes the price of buying a gun, like I know if I buy a gun online, I have to add minimum $70 to it to get to me, transfer and shipping. New guns are a little bit more. And that's why I said earlier, if it's anything within $100, just buy it locally. Support the local guy. I mean, we did an episode on gun shop assholes. (laughs) And maybe you don't want to support the local guy, right? You know, I know, well, and you know what? Guy. I'm not gonna lie. The the my friend who we you know we told the story about. If yeah. you haven't checked out that episode, go check it out. Uh, I think it was last week. Yeah, it's called Gun Shop Assholes. We just kind of lay out like you know some of our you, thoughts on why you go in, and you know sometimes the guy behind the counter is kind of a dick. And, yeah. But then we also touch on you as a consumer going in and the different point of views, yeah. and maybe you're kind of a dick too. Yeah, I mean <laughs> so. definitely. I mean I've worked retail; people are dicks. <laughs> But uh, check it out. It's a good episode. Um, I just pulled this letter up. We'll link. I think we're going to link the. Yeah, we can uh, link to that. I'll link it just because it is rather long. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But it does say down at the bottom, resolved, um, that the provision of penal law uh, uh, 400.03 in that they reference the use of the database to implement and enforce shall be suspended until such time the undersigned have determined that the aforementioned concerns have been uh, satisfactorily resolved and also resolved that no uh, certification of the database as operational shall be made by the superintendent of the state police until a plan to implement the database established pursuant to penal law 400.02 has been approved and undersigned. So basically they're saying there is no funding. (laughs) Well, not even funding. There, there is no system in place. So how, you know, well, they were hoping to piggyback off the, the next check that FBI and the feds are like, no, this is your law. Go. Yeah. And it, it, you can't, it's just, it, I don't want to use that word. It's it's really dumb. <laughs> Listen, I'm, yeah. I'm a very non-politically correct person, but, yeah. you know, sometimes I just, you know, yeah. refrain. No, I mean, from. basically, what what this letter lays out is there there is no database to use, so how could they implement it, and how can they say, well, you have to get approval via this database, but there is no database, so there's no way to do it, right. so therefore, the law has been suspended. So. If I could buy a 1,000 rounds of 5.56 locally, and not have to undergo a background check versus buying a thousand rounds of five five six over the internet and go through a background check. Yeah, that doesn't make any fucking sense. No, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make so sense. So buying, like I said, people think that there's this um, this Amazon Prime of guns, which God, I wish there was. Oh but, man, but, that'd be nice. Well, let me tell you when we talk about in the what, what we spoke about in the M one Garand episode is with the CNR and the CMP. So your yeah. CNR, if you want to get, unfortunately, this doesn't apply in New York, which some the, the debate on the internet rages. But basically, people still do it, right? And we you're, don't recommend it. No, you're fine federally, but the, you're the break, ATF. Yeah, told the ATF you. told me that you're you're fine federally, but you're breaking New York state law. Yeah, and you, you know? don't want to be a felon anywhere, right? <laughs> and in New York State, um, there's no. I guess legal way to have a gun shipped straight to your door, unless it's a pre eighteen ninety eight antique, like a yeah. Mosin or a, you know Gewehr eighty eight or something, you know old old guns like that. Um, but in other states, you have a CNR three, you could buy Curio and relics, have them shipped straight to your door, because technically that isn't a form of an FFL, a federal right. firearms license. Um, to receive a gun directly to your door here in New York State, what? FFL classification do you need? And is it something that like someone can get just yeah. working out of their house? I well, mean, yeah, I mean, it depends. As, as like a non-business? No. Or do you have to set up like an LLC? Yes. You, you have to set up the illusion that there's a in quote, order unquote, to illusion get, that there's a business. Well, no. In order to get an FFL that's not an O3, a Kiro and Relics, you have to be in the business of dealing in firearms. So you actually, you could be a shitty businessman, but you have to be in the business mm-hmm. of dealing in firearms. You can't use it to enhance personal collection. I mean, people do, but you have to show that that might be a small subset of your 
you know, of what you're doing. Right. Obviously, people are going to buy guns if they have an FFL and keep them for themselves. But of course, you know, you have to show to the ATF that you're in the business of dealing in firearms. Years ago, you used to be able to get an FFL and run it out of your house, and people still do. Um, nowadays, they're kind of cracking down on that in the New York area. In other parts of the country, people have them out of their garages, out of offices. I've and- seen it. I know. I went down, oh, geez, where was I? I forget. Down south somewhere. And I was, this is when I first, I got a couple Mosins. And I was like, you know what? I, <laughs> let me search down here and see if there's any Mosin ammo yeah. there happened to be. Yeah. So I'm searching like the business. And like we're going there, we're using the GPS, and we fucking we're like we pull up to this guy's house, and he's yeah. got like an old dilapidated garage, yeah. you know, with like fucking like a like a plywood door oh, so and like great. a fucking and like I like I call it. like I'm like hey like is you this... open, he's like yeah come on in like, what the fuck come so like back. we walk he like opens up the garage he comes out of his house <laughs> yeah. which is right next to it obviously he walks up <laughs> opens up the garage and he's like what do you need and I'm like walking through and this guy's just got shit what you everywhere need? I'm like well, that's I need the way him. it should you know, be John. yeah. Um, it's a little more, uh, I, I guess some people would say American. And, you know, that's the original intent of it. You know, you mm. should be able to operate a business out of your house. You should be able to, if you yeah. want it, but, you know, the, the bureaucrats in New York don't want that. They want more of a brick and mortar type setup or some sort of office or some sort of commercial space in New yeah. York. Uh, oh, on Long Island, at, at least. Upstate New York could be, is completely different. On Long Island, at least. And the uh, the gun table FFLs, uh, kitchen table FFLs, as you used to call them, are kind of, a thing of the past around here. There still are some, but um, you'd be surprised. Some like the little hole in the wall FFLs that I've been to. There was a guy that mostly did law enforcement transfers that I bought some mm. parts off of, and he also ran a security company in the second floor of like an office building. And yeah, that was his FFL. That one office yeah. on the second floor, right? Um, and you could do it. So if you want to become an FFL um, to do, let's just say transfers, that's a legitimate business. Right. It is a side business. You are proving to the ATF that you are in the business of dealing in firearms. And like I said, you don't have to make a shit ton of money. You just have to prove that you are a business person. Yeah. Um, You can make $1 a year, (laughs) you know, selling a gun. But I suppose. But that's how you could get guns shipped to your door in New York if you become an FFL. Because you're on a federal level. And then there's laws if you become an FFL in New York that if you want to deal in handguns, you have to get a separate permit from the state. And it's a whole big fucking thing. But just for the average Joe, the average guy like me and John, there's really no way... To legally have a gun shipped straight to your home without undergoing a background check in New York. And that's the way they wrote the law. In order to get a gun shipped to you, you have to go under, undergo a background check. You can't undergo a background check unless you get it from an FFL. That's the way it is. Even the CMP. The CMP does the background check ahead of time because they're authorized by Congress to do so. But in New York, you can't have a gun shipped straight to your door oh without God. going through an FFL. Absolutely I know. Even if I have a CNR license, that they, they don't have the exemption for that carved out in the law. Um, so that's, if you want, so that's the, you know, dispelling the myth of, oh, you could buy guns straight to your door online. In other states you can, yeah. in certain circumstances, but in New York you can't. If you hear New York politicians say anything like that, it's just wrong. It's bullshit. Yeah, it's bullshit. Oh, there's no reason why we should have weapons of war being shipped to people. No. Why the fuck no, not? <laughs> no, no, but I'm just saying, if they say that, it's... It's already. It's like when they say we need to ban assault rifles. Well, right. by by definition, assault rifles are already you know banned. Right. So um, it's just one of those things. That's just. It's oh my god. Now also don't don't be afraid to use um, you know sites that are uh, like classifieds or if you belong to a gun form. You just have to do your due diligence. Right. You know. 
just like anything, if it's a local guy and they want uh, PayPal or Western Union, it's a scam. Sometimes if it's too good to be true, it's a scam, but sometimes it's not. Contact the person. Sometimes people don't know what they have. Right, exactly. Oh, man. But that also requires you knowing what they have, which means you probably know enough to do your due diligence about something. Right. But Now, um, uh, something related to this is gun shows. Um, People advertise gun shows online, and you you can find them and go to them and then purchase them locally there. Mm -hmm. Um, If you go to a gun show out of state, let's just say, for example... If you go to a gun show out of state and let's just say you want to buy a handgun, it has to be legal where you own, you know, where you are, et cetera, right. et cetera. Right. But the same thing applies. They have to ship it to you to your home state and have it transferred to you through an FFL. Yeah. Long arms, you don't have to as long as it's complying to your state. You could buy it with an out of state ID right then and there. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. So let's just say and for example And then you could drive it back home? Yeah, if you want. Oh, as long cool. as it's legal. Yeah. Um let's just say for example, I go to a gun show in Pennsylvania. Um, if I see a Mosin there, for example, with my New York ID, because it's legal in the state I reside, it's legal in that state, and it is a, a rifle or a shotgun, not a handgun, I could legally buy that there. Some people might not want to sell it to you if you have a New York ID, but yeah. you know that's just their decision. You that's have their to policy. Just be like, yeah. Okay. Um, yep. <laughs> so that is what it is. I also, mean- CNR, by the way, in New York, you can have a CNR and use it out of state. That's one thing that I was really kind of thinking about to use it. So, for example, if I go to a gun show in Pennsylvania, you show I your could CNR. Use, I could use my CNR, mm. and that is. But then I have to log it in a book. So, and, but no, I know. But that's what I'm saying. So, just don't discount a CNR if you live in New York. You could use it out of state if Why you travel. Why didn't you end a lot. up getting it? If that, if I mean, because I don't really go to out of state gun shows. Maybe a lot. you I mean, will. Maybe you uh, would if you had. I know. It. I know. It's just you know what I haven't. You know I haven't used. I haven't gone to a gun show out of state, and honestly, like, let it, me let me ask you this: Can you also use that for handgun purchases? Um, yes, but in New York, if you live okay, because this is where it gets kind of complicated. Yeah. As long as it's a cure on relic handgun, yes, you can. But in New York, you can't have a handgun shipped straight to your house. In um, right, you but can't I'm saying bring, if you had the CNR, you could in, dr- you could take no. possession of the gun right there. No, because in New York, you have to get the permit to purchase the gun. Like, I, I okay, I don't really know the... I'm not 100% on this, but the way I was... I think it was explained to me was, even with a CNR in New York, when it comes to handguns, you still have to... You can't bring a handgun into the state that's not on your license. So that's the thing. You can't... Mm. Like, let's just say you, you have a handgun license, right. and you have a Glock that's you purchased or somehow got out of state, let's just say. Right. You can't drive that gun into New York... Because then you have an unregistered handgun on you. It has to be transferred through. You know, you have to get bring it to a dealer, then mm. get the permit. Even then, with that CNR, right? Though. Even with that CNR, and that's why a lot of times in New York, is, I mean, it's it. I guess it really. Oh man! And if anyone really knows more about handguns and CNR, like let us know, comment or something. You know, the problem is. The laws are so fucking confusing. They here. are, and people will say like, but "Oh like well, said, like the, like I have handguns." Like talk right. about me. You know, I have handguns. Why wouldn't he know it? Because there's certain things I don't have to do because right, your my Leo status. Right. So, I think you know. A handgun in New York is a handgun regardless of how old it is. Yeah. In other states, if it's a cure and relic, it's just a firearm just treated the same as a rifle or a shotgun. In New York, like I said, you can't have an unregistered handgun. If you bring that gun into the state, it's un- it's an unregistered handgun. It's just interesting because if you're a civilian and you buy a handgun from a gun shop, you have to make the purchase... Bring the paperwork to wherever you have your license out of, which right. would be like, you know, let's yeah, say Suffolk, Suffolk County, Nassau, whatever. 
show them the paperwork. They have to add it to your um, your card. And then you have to bring the card back to show them, hey. Well, it's a purchase can... permit. And then you go pick up the gun. Yeah. And then you bring the gun to the, the PD. So they, they verify they it. And then they on add there. it on your card. It's so different for Leo. I know. Um, I buy. I go to the gun s- store. Pick up, the buy the gun. They hand it. They do the background check. They hand it to me. I leave, and then I deal with it later with my agency. Right through your shield. So it's a little different. It's a lot less steps, and it is. that's why I don't know the specifics regarding you know. So it's hard to it's hard for me to talk about it. So there are some pros and cons to buying guns online. Yeah. Some of the pros is that it's a veritable bazaar of guns. You could find whatever you're looking for, regardless of how cheap or expensive it is. Um, you know, gone are the days of searching through classified ads. I mean, you could go to gun broker or other sites, auction sites, and just punch in what you're looking for. Yes. And, you yeah. know, they'll probably be, probably be something you're looking for. Um, the cons of it are, it does require a little more legwork. You do have to, you know, wait. That's a lot of things that people, that's, that's something that a lot of times people don't have nowadays is patience. For sure. We're so used to Amazon prime two days, overnight shipping. All right. I'm going to get it soon. No. When I put, you know, when I buy guns like on auction sites, I have to mail them a money order. I have to go to the post office, pay for a money order, write it out, put it in an envelope, mail it, yeah. wait three days for them to get it, then they get it, cash the money order, then ship out the gun, wait another couple of days. So it's like a week long process. You know what it's like? It's like buying silver online. Mm, eh, I, I mean, as far as like the patience thing, you could pay like. Have you ever, like, looked at, if you're, I don't know if you're into, like, people out there into, like, precious metals and stuff. If you look at the prices, like, you could pay with a check. Yeah. And it's, like, significantly cheaper. I think it's, like, 5% cheaper. Right, because they don't have to pay the the credit card processing. But so many people will just pay it. Well, aside from they don't have the cash. Right. But some people with cash will just pay the extra 5% right, just so they don't have to in. wait. It's right. like, okay, slow down, relax. Especially you'll save bu- a lot of money. Right. Especially if you're purchasing a large amount of, of it, you know, you'll save an asshole of money. Same thing with a gun. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, 3% on a $1,000 gun, that's, that's yeah. a good bit of money. Yeah, you know, it is. 30 bucks. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it, it just depends. Also, some people don't like paper trails. <laughs> Mm, I mean, yeah. you have the internet. Obviously, they know you bought the gun, but there's no credit card transaction. There's no, you know, financial trail. You go to a post office, you pay cash for money order, and you mail that out. Yeah. The only thing that links that gun to you after that is a background check and whatever else. I mean, and that's why Which some people... they're not supposed to save and all this. Well, they they actually are supposed to save the background check. But at but at the gun shop level, not at... Like, right, not like a, level. Not a registration level. You well, know? the funny thing is, you know, there's... Okay, I'll give Vice... I don't really like Vice News. Sometimes they do some good stuff. Lately, they've just been really just... Well, they used to be really good. I used to really like them. Now, lately, they've just been kind of really off the rails. They did yeah. a, uh, a thing where they went to the ATF... Um, went to an ATF office, and I think it was West Virginia, where they mm-hmm. keep all their records of all the gun shops that close down. Uh-huh. And they're all on paper, and they're all on microfilm. And the thing is, the guy was saying that, you know, we can't have a registry... We can't have a searchable database of this. So, basically, they just pay people... To just sit there and look at microfilm and find huh. a gun, you know the trace. Oh, it's yeah. the National Trace Center. Like a PD call, say, "Hey, we need a trace on this gun." Yeah. Okay, you know, da, 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 they get to this place. Okay, the gun. It was sold at a gun shop twenty years ago. That's now closed down. All the records are at this central location, the ATF. Right. Okay, we have to go and find this this one piece of paper that shows where the gun was sold originally, and then go from there. So you can't have a searchable list. So what they're doing, they now, can't have a searchable list, but. 
they do technically have boxes that yeah, is that they searchable. Could find, yeah, but and that's I guess thing. it, it really comes be, down to what your definition of searchable they're, is. They're converting a lot of the paper to PDF, but the PDF has to be a special PDF to where you can't Search. type in John Smith. And, and have it pull up every John up. Smith. You have to. And they organize really, and, it by God. date, city. You know what I mean. So and they, do you really trust the government to not have that? I mean, no, I don't trust. the yeah, government. that's what I'm saying. Like, do you, no, I'm just saying in general. Like, do you trust the government to not have the ability to search that PDF? Oh yeah, it's a special PDF. <laughs> right. You know, right. like it's I, one of those you things. Know, man. So it's really interesting what they have to do in order to do their job. Which I mean, look, gun tracing is important. Gun was used in a crime. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I mean, let's not forget I um gun tracing could be a benefit for you, you know. A lost or a stolen gun. Yeah, right. Exactly. Somebody stole the gun and then used it in a crime. Hey, you know, this gun was found. Oh, last person that bought it was John from New York. Right. Okay. Hey, John, we found your gun in a crime scene, you know, you bought it from the shop, right? Yeah, I did. Okay, cool. The shop's no longer around anymore, but we have it and so you know, there's there's certain benefits to that. Um but but there are some things that could be a little heavy-handed from the oh, government dealing yeah. with that as well. So Oh, yeah. And, again, you know, I'm uh, very pro-government leaving me alone when it comes to my guns and letting me have, you know, what I want. <laughs> but, so, in my opinion, buying a gun online is a great resource for people. Um, it, it really is something that people can use. Also, price-checking things online. If you're in a local gun store and you think that a, a price on something is really good or really bad... Pull up gun broker. See what if there's bids on guns. Pull up auction websites. See what guns are going for. Maybe do see a what quick they search. sold for. I yeah. think you could probably see what they sold for um, in the past. On gun broker, um, yeah, you could do an advanced search. I don't know if you could do it on the phone. Yeah. Um, you, I think you have to be on a computer to do it. Yeah. There's an advanced search feature where you could type something in and see what an item sold for. Yeah. Very much like eBay. Yeah, so do your research beforehand. Right, too. and especially if it's a big dollar purchase, yeah, do your research. Yeah. Um, but the internet is great for this, and... Like I said, politicians have a stigma against buying guns online because they don't really know how the fuck it works. Mm, you know, yeah. back in the day, you used to be able to just order a gun through the Sears catalog and have it shipped straight to your door. Well, you could also buy a house on yeah. the Sears catalog. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite is looking at the old-timey gun ads for, like like I said, finish L39 20 millimeters and have them shipped straight to your door. You know, finish surplus. And, oh, God, gone are those days. But, honestly, yeah. I really don't see the big deal of just buying a gun and having it shipped to you. I mean... Some people, like uh, Lisa mentioned before uh, in our previous episode, where she th- believes that in order to receive like a handgun license, that you should there should be mandated training, or that there. Should I was be saying mandated... that. Yeah. Well, I was you guys saying, were kind of ingredients. Yeah. I was... So I was I was saying that let's make the requirements to get it harder, but make it easier to get. You know what I mean? Right. So if you want to get it, because right now it is easy to get a handgun permit. You just submit paperwork, right, and, and that's pretty. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but it's simple to do. Right. Um, what I'm saying is let's make it harder. Let's make it so you have to go to a class, a 10-hour class. There's qualifications you need to meet, gun safety standards, all this stuff. And then allow those people, once they complete all those certifications, to have the permit, to have the carry. That way we know the people who do have these licenses are responsible. They've been trained. They have, you know, gun safety standards that they adhere to, all this type of shit. And it would, it would really eliminate potentially the people who aren't going to do the right thing, who aren't going to keep guns safely, who maybe not 
might not understand how guns work and, right. and all this stuff. Because right now, you don't have to know. She was saying that, you know, it's like getting a driver's license where you have right. to train and take a test to get a driver's license. But to get a I've gun. Never driving a car. But, but, right. But to get a, a gun permit, a handgun permit, you don't right. need any training. But see, the thing with that is you need to then have the gun before you have the, the permit. In order to train with it, well, you don't which need. Is you weird. don't need to have the gun. You just need to go and train with that gun or a gun. You're not getting. You're not getting trained for a certain gun. You're just. You're getting trained on, you know, range safety, home safety, how to properly clean. So you guns. think there should be a, a like a, a permit even for rifles or shotguns? Kind of why what you're saying. Well, we were talking about handgun permits, right? Um, because with a handgun permit, like in New York, you and, can't and touch we, a gun. We well, can't touch a handgun without correct. having the permit. And we so you can't do the training to get that permit right. unless you already correct. have a handgun. Correct. And we were not even really talking about like the permit. We were talking about more so like carry. Uh, you for know, carry because yeah. it's so hard to. I mean, so like even if you want to talk about handgun permits, they want to say, "Oh, you need a handgun permit. Submit your paperwork." Okay. Well, so you're saying just to for for carry. So you already have the permit to purchase the handgun. You already have a handgun now in order to carry it. You're saying that there should be some training and qualification in New York. So that way, once you get that, you're one of the people that, okay, we don't have to worry about. And then you should be able to kind of buy. As For you those of you who don't know, getting a carry permit in New York State is fucking impossible. Depending on the county in which you live. Right. Upstate, it's a lot easier than Correct. downstate. So if you're downstate, if you're on Long Island, the Good city, luck. forget about yeah, it. fuck it. Suffolk County, Nassau County. You have to have a full carry permit. You pretty much need to show that your life is in danger. And even at that you point. you carry cash. Right. Well, that's not a full carry. That's business, business purposes carry, only. Yeah. That. So if you're going from home and you are going to your business, that's fine. If you're going from your home, you're going to your bank, to your business. Basically, point A needs to be your home. Point B needs to be your business. If you are carrying that on your day off. And you get into some shit or you right. get pulled over or whatever and you can't prove, hey, I was going to work. You're fucked, dude. Yeah. That's okay. that's a violation of your permit. Now, do I, as a Suffolk County cop, getting pulling somebody, I'm not a Suffolk County cop, but let's say there was and they pull somebody over. Are they going to be like, well, where are you going? I, I don't know. Do you want to deal with it? I don't know. The That is not a full carry permit. You can't right. bring that to church on Sunday and say, I was on my way to work. doesn't work that way. Yeah. What I'm saying is if you want to get a full carry permit, have classes, let people do what they have to do. And then once they have that that certification, give them the full carry so they can protect themselves and their family. That's see, that's just the way I see it. I'm I'm in a little bit of a disagreement here with you on that. Um, I think that buying a, a firearm, whether it's a rifle, handgun, shotgun, should be the same process. Um, in, if, the, if the state wants to make it so you need a permit for a handgun. You know, okay. Well, you do need a permit for a handgun. Well, some states you don't. This is well, what we're talking at. about. New York. I know, I know. But what I'm getting, see, what, like I'm kind of countering what you're saying. I think that you shouldn't need a purchase permit to purchase a handgun. I think it should be treated just like any other firearm. Right. But, that's fine. But we live in a world where we do. I'm talking about just a carry. No, I know. But but this is what I'm getting at. I do. I I don't really think that the government should mandate training to carry a firearm. I think it's a good idea that you go do it, but I don't think the government should mandate it. And this is why, because they can then take that mandate and apply it to any other firearm yep. purchase that you mm-hmm. have. Uh, right. You know, call me a little tinfoil hat no, on but, that one. But what I'm saying is, I'm not saying mandate the training to be able to carry the firearm. I'm saying it's a trade off. You can't carry a firearm right now, Taylor. You can't have. You are not going to get a full carry permit in this. In, in on Long Island where yeah. you live right now so don't you think that if there was a way for you to go to a class get a certification with the end result being you have, can have a full carry license you wouldn't agree with that 
I would agree with that if that's right. the only option. That's your only option. I know, option. but what I'm, <laughs> you know, what I'm but, getting at but is that's I'm what thinking, I'm saying. In, I'm, in the world, I know what you're saying. I'm comparing it to different states that don't have the problems we have that right, are just somehow better. Correct. And I know? and I agree with you that we should be a lot like other states, right. but we don't. We're not. And we right. live in Suffolk County, Nassau County, on Long Island in the Empire State. And this right. is what it is. And this is what we have to deal with. My point is we don't live in those other states. If New York State had a way, a classification process, whatever whatever it is, a qualification process rather, where they could say, okay, well, you went through X, Y, and Z steps, you took this class, you did this, you had certifications from X, Y, and Z. Now that we know that you're, quote unquote, a responsible gun owner, here's a full carry permit for you to carry a handgun. Right, but that's also only regionally dependent. Like on upstate, you could get a carry permit without going through all that. Sure. It's just Nassau and Suffolk. So sure. I think that the state needs to get together on its issuing of carry permits. Obviously, in a lot of states, right. it's county-dependent, but yep. there needs to be a standard. There needs mm-hmm. to be... And there should be a standard, but I'm just saying... And you're saying that's what the standard should be, pretty right. much. The standard should be that, right. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, part of I mean, just... at the end of the day, I do agree with you. We shouldn't have to go through these hoops. Right. But, but, but we do. We have to go through these hoops. Yeah. And it's fucking unfortunate that we right. live in a place that we have to do it. But... And even to buy a gun online, you still have to go through even more hoops. Right, like, right. <laughs> so it's just it's one of these things where New York laws make it such a bitch, you know? Yeah. Oh, of course. And especially purchasing firearms online. I mean, yep. like I said, if I if I go if I go through the CMP to buy an M1 and I give them my background check information and they run it, you know, why shouldn't I have that gun shipped to my door? Yep. There's there's no reason as to mm-hmm. why. There's mm-hmm. the state <laughs> got a little churchy on me there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The state kind of mm-hmm. just uh, you know imposes these these laws just to kind of appeal to the the the, the gun mm-hmm. anti gun groups. Amen. That, <laughs> preach. <laughs> you know, I feel yeah. like there should be an organ in the background. Yeah. <laughs> I just you know we we get on every episode and I say I don't want to bitch about laws, but ultimately we do. Um, by the way, speaking of, I think something we should do a future episode on, there is actually, I think, um, I, you maybe you could look it up quick. What's up? There's a group that's suing New York State to um, to grant full carry licenses. Like, if you if you want to become a plaintiff in this and join them, um, there's a lawsuit that they're, they're seeking plaintiffs for to, um, to sue the state to grant carry licenses. Um, I saw it on Reddit, and um, I'm... I think we should do an episode on it in the future, just if we're going to jot this down and you know in our notes or whatever. Um, there's a there's a, a pending you know lawsuit, a pending case that, that oh, this is from. Two, I don't know if this is a gun rights group claims New York strict uh, concealed carry law violates the Second Amendment in lawsuit. A pro gun rights group Wednesday. When is that from? 2018. No, this is very recent. They're they're looking for uh, plaintiffs to join them um, on a, to sue the state basically. Everything I'm seeing is 2018. All right, we'll have to look this up, and then if people want to maybe look oh, in this the comments, might, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> want to sue New York for a carry license? Yeah. Sign up now. Yeah. Um, There's really no. This is a Reddit post. Yeah. Well, that's what I said. I'm pretty sure I saw it on Reddit, but um, who? It's an actual group. What's the name? Firearms of Policy yeah. or uh, Coalition? I yeah, think. the FPC. They're actually a very big group. I yeah. I think we should do an episode on that as well. Um, you know, maybe finds out some more information. But again, there's organizations that are trying to, you know, get people their carry rights in New York. Yeah. And, you know, we kind of went a little off topic from buying guns online, but it all kind of stems, it all kind of boils down to the same thing, where your laws of where you live are very important. Yeah. And if you don't like the laws, well, we need to change try and, the laws. Try to change them. I think what a lot of people 
a lot of people do understand this, but a lot of people don't. And I see this a lot in New York City. People don't realize that the people that their problems stem from the people that they elect. Mm -hmm. People tend to elect the same group of people over and over and over and they complain and they don't understand why things aren't getting right. better why is it's my like, rent so high why right they the don't and, and they don't get like shit. oh like you know oh this guy sucks he doesn't make anything better but i'm gonna vote for the same political affiliation next right. time look try something different mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're one of those people if you're if look if you vote republican and you and your life ain't getting any better, maybe you should try voting for a Democrat. And the other way around, if you are a Democrat and, hell, your life isn't getting any better, maybe you should try voting Republican or vote third party. Right. You know, we have the two-party system, and it's not that great. <laughs> Especially <laughs> so vote <nowadays>. libertarian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah people <laughs> you know? used to be a lot more central yeah. like compared. Now everyone's just on the extremes, and it's just yeah. not really helping anyone. Well, I think that's what we saw a lot of this election oh cycle God. is that we saw a lot of, like, far 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 left um i don't know if we really saw too much far 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 right well the media makes it th- makes you believe that the yeah. far right people are out there and they're oppressing everybody yeah um you know i I'll, mean look I'll tell you the, a funny the, story. the media will make you believe that trump is a white supremacist yet there's so many videos you can see where he is denouncing white oh, supremacy yeah. groups and yet still people believe it and i've have showed people these are the videos. These are the videos. Right. Look, multiple occasions, and they just go, "No, he doesn't mean it," right. or "No, he he didn't denounce it that one time." Look, like, the guy said it, man. I'll like, give you a perfect example of people how they have to do things nowadays. Yesterday, um, late at night, I was taking out the garbage, and um, you've been to my house, and then there's a neighbor that's kind of directly across the way. He has Trump flags and very American flags. Very yeah. easy. He's a veteran. Sure. Uh, you know, we're friendly. We wave, but you know, that's the extent of neighbors sometimes. Right. And he had Trump lawn signs and everything but at night he takes his lawn signs out puts them in his garage yeah. he takes his Trump flag not the one on the big flag Paul underneath the America flag but he had one over his garage he takes it out puts right. it in his garage right. and I see that and I'm like I'm thinking oh man like is this where we're coming to to where we have to like at night put our shit away so that way people don't fuck with it yeah you know and we live in I live in a quiet neighborhood and mm-hmm. honestly but I just think you know I didn't I didn't go over and ask him because he was just kind of done by the time I was getting out there but yeah. I'm just like you know is this the world that we have to live in now where we yeah. can't, you know, express ourselves? And mm-hmm. I'm sure you're seeing the yep. Trump caravans all over, you know, New York, L.A., yeah. Long Island. I mean, yep. it's very impressive. Yeah. Um, but I recently saw somebody on an Instagram post saying it was two pictures up top. It was a lawn sign for Trump. And it says, you know, what you see, Trump 2020. And then underneath it, it says what I see. And it says racist 2020. And I'm like, really? Is that what we're going with here? Like, is this this is really you're dividing us further with your idiotic belief that somehow if I vote Republican that I'm a racist? Yeah, and that's pretty <laughs> much what it comes down to, right? Because yeah. you're not Trump, so whether you honestly believe that Trump himself is a racist, that, that doesn't matter. Like if you're a lifelong Republican and you always vote Republican, you have right. and Am you I believe a racist? In, right. I mean, it's ridiculous, you know. Now getting into and and I've seen on Facebook people that I was friends with post like if you vote. If you if you support Trump, you support white supremacists because Trump has yet to denounce white supremacy. And I posted on on their link like here are the videos, and they were like, no, like how can you say that? How can you say that? I'm like, well, he's he's denounced it several times. Also, it's, just, is, it's crazy. Is white supremacy the biggest problem that America faces? What about black supremacist groups? What about Latino supremacist groups? I mean, no matter what. They they just want you to divert your eyes one way. They just want you to see what they want you to see. Yeah. Any supremacist group isn't good. 
Like right. anybody that believes they're better than somebody else isn't good. Yeah. And but I'm not I'm not I'm not you know um, condoning white supremacy at all. But what I'm getting at is. They're putting this to be the boogeyman. Racism and white yeah. supremacy is the boogeyman of 2020. Mm. They associate white. They they made the association of Donald Trump and white supremacy. So therefore, if you are for Donald Trump, well, then you must be for white supremacy. Yeah, you must and be then, a racist. You must be homophobic. You must be xenophobic. Right. You must be all these things. Right. And I know, you know I know a lot of Trump supporters that aren't any of those things. I'm pretty sure you know Lisa when she sat here, and I'm not putting words in her mouth, but I mean, you know. She might vote Republican, or she even voted Democrat. I, it wouldn't it bother me. She yeah. was a great person. Yeah, you know. Look, I work with people who I work with people who hate Trump, but are still going to vote for Trump because they believe in his policies. Right. I know people who hate Trump, and they're not going to vote for Trump. Right. I know people who hate both parties, and they're going to vote third party. Right. It doesn't make you a racist, and I'm talking about people who are who are in the minority class. They're not white right. people. People who who are voting for Trump. So. I don't know. It's just one of those things, you know. I mean, I work with a lot of people who aren't white, right? You know, in 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 the area that I work, and you know, we also serve a lot of people who aren't white who are Trump supporters. Yes, you yes. know, it's just I mean, I think the what you see on the news is one thing, and the reality of it is totally something totally else. totally different, totally different. You know, um, oh, we kind of got off on a little bit of a tangent there. That's <laughs> right. It makes it interesting, I guess. No, but it really does. But yeah. it all kind of is interconnected, man, and that's yeah, why in the previous episodes I said. You know, your guns and are just a segue into other facets of life, into politics, yeah. into history, into mm-hmm. world events, into mm-hmm. other things. And you as a gun owner kind of have a duty to be informed and to be, um, yeah. you know, for what you believe in as an individual, to be that person. This you know? is why we always tell everybody, even though we have shitty gun laws here, it's still so important that you do go out and buy guns. Yes. The more people who buy guns and understand them, the less power that politicians at the end are going to have to you know if no one if everyone buys into this belief that guns are this big bad thing that get up in the morning walk outside and shoot people on their own then (laughs) the more people who are going to agree and then the more people are going to vote the people into office or or be in support of certain laws you know that that um infringe on the second amendment so we need to we need to get out there we need to invite people who who aren't familiar with gun shooting we need to um you know facilitate a conversation so people can understand explain exactly. to them why these laws are are ridiculous and don't just say oh it's fucking stupid right. no have reasons be, be mature show people <laughs> yeah exactly like, right you know that ak that we spoke about right. just because i changed the grip is it any less dangerous right and we're not saying like you know take your gun invite them to your house open your safe start handing them guns no but you know like i did with uh with steve the other day yeah. you know show him two pictures show him a picture of a mini 14 with the with the wooden stock on it and then show him a mini 14 sporterized and ask them which right. one they think is more dangerous and then when they say the sporterized one explain to them why it's the same exact gun and it doesn't make right. it any more dangerous and that can change a lot of people's minds yes it can 100 percent with that being said, I think we're good for the day. Yeah, um, buying guns online, you could look it up. Look up the laws in your area. Look up what's legal. Um, yeah. Don't be intimidated by it. You could get some really great deals and find some really great yeah. things online. Um, you know, reach out to friends. Sometimes if you're buying a gun, mm-hmm. it might be worth it to buy two. And then maybe, yeah. you know, save on shipping a little bit or, you know. Feel free to uh, reach out to us if you want recommendations for, I guess, you know, up, like the hardware store maybe yeah. the places that we have or ta- really Taylor has I mean, if used if you're in the Long Island area or if you're yeah. upstate just say hey I go to this place for transfers the right. guy is fucking great 
Great pricing, fast service. You know what yeah. I mean? Reach, put right, put right. some recommendations out there on Facebook. Yeah. Give the guy some business. Yeah. I mean, feel free to let us know. You know, if you need to know a place to go, we'll tell you in private. We don't want to push anything. I talk about Atlantic Tactical, but it's not a civilian. Right. You know, shop, I go to so. like two places on Long Island or three, if right. depending on where right. I am. But like I said, honestly, if right. you're upstate, give your local guy a shout out. Exactly. You know, drive yeah. some businesses way. Yeah, let's for let's sure. get this economy going again. Buy some guns. <laughs> yep. So uh, once again, we have new episodes Monday and Friday at this time. I think we're gonna stick with two for a while. It's yeah. a lot. We have full time jobs. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> come know, to John's house at like some, seven in the morning. Oh my and it's, god! It's I know. I know. I know. One day a week, and we record a couple episodes, and we try and take care of all of our social media stuff. But um, we have a new episode Monday and Friday. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, NY Gun Guys, all one word. Check out all of our previous episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, wherever else you get your podcasts. Let us know if you can't find us on those sites. We'll try and get ourselves on there. Um, I guess that's it for the day. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Taylor, thanks for coming over. Much appreciated. And, always, um, man. Anytime. This as is- always, everybody, uh, stay safe. Yeah, stay safe, everyone. Thank you very much for tuning in to today's episode of the New York Gun Guys podcast. If you guys enjoyed the show, check out our previous episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you can find a podcast. Uh, we have new episodes every Monday and Friday, so check us out. Uh, we're also on Instagram and Facebook at NY Gun Guys. Check us out. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Share it. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you very much for tuning in, and as always, stay safe.